Good morning. Today is Monday, November 30th, 2020. Vayishlach Yaakov Malachim Lefonov. The beginning of our parsha, Vayishlach. Yaakov is about to meet up with Esav, his brother, after more than 20 years. The last time they saw each other, Esav said he was going to kill his brother Yaakov. So there's a lot of trepidation about what's going to happen. And Yaakov sends a messenger to his brother, go ahead and tell my brother, I come in peace. I don't want any anything ups- nothing upsetting. The messengers come back and they say, we gave the message to Esav and he is coming towards you with an army of 400 soldiers. That does not inspire peaceful confidence and Yaakov is terribly afraid. Yaakov is very, very afraid. So Yaakov takes the following steps. Yaakov Yaakov is exceedingly afraid. The first thing Yaakov does is he divides his camp, the people, the animals, he divides it into two separate camps. And he says, the reason I'm dividing the camp into two is strategic. If, God forbid, Esav should strike one of the camps and decimate it, the other camp at least will be able to run away. So the first thing Yaakov does is a strategic plan to at least save part of the group. Then, the next thing that Yaakov does is, Vayomer Yaakov, Yaakov says, my God, I have been diminished by all the kindnesses that you have done for me. Save me, please, from my brother, from Esav. I am afraid of him. Maybe he will come and attack me. So the second thing that Yaakov does is that he davens. He prays to Hashem. Finally, the next Pasuk. Vayolen shom balayla hahu vayikach min habo min He takes a number of gifts, bribes, animals, and fine items and he sends these gifts, these bribes, with his messengers to take ahead of him to Esav to appease Esav, to um, try to make it that the reunification is a peaceful one. Every one of us has a spiritual life toolbox. And we have arrows in that toolbox, tools in that toolbox. One of the tools in our spiritual toolbox is prayer. 
Prayer is a powerful spiritual tool. But it is a fundamental Jewish lesson, which Yaakov is teaching us right here, is that prayer cannot be the only tool in our toolbox. It would be dangerous if we relied exclusively on prayer. It would be a misrepresentation of Judaism if it was the only approach that we used. Our sages tell us, don't make the mistake of thinking that somehow this passage is not necessarily practically applicable to us. Our sages tell us that specifically this passage is practically applicable to us. Our sages in the Talmud tell us that when the sages at the time later on had to go to Rome to intercede with the government on behalf of the Jewish community, they would review to themselves this Parsha, which reminds us of three different approaches that we take when we face a difficulty, when we face a trauma, when we face a challenge. We have a principle. We are not allowed to rely on a miracle. A person who says, listen, I'm facing a problem, a health problem, a danger. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to sit back. I'm going to pray. If God wants it to work out, fine. He'll be, make a miracle. If not, then that's what God wants. That may exist in other religions, but that does not exist within Judaism. Our, Judy, our, t our religion teaches a person is not allowed to rely on a miracle. A person has to do hishtadlus, which means I have to put in my effort. God set up this world in such a way that it responds to natural actions, to going to a doctor, to taking medicine, to, to making strategic plans. And a person is not allowed to rely on on prayer by itself. We see an example of this, not an example, we see the source of this later on in the Torah. The Torah says in the book of in the book of Shemos, the Torah is discussing civil law and criminal law. And the Torah talks about if one person damages, injures another person. An act of assault. What is the penalty? for the crime of assault. So the Torah says it is a monetary penalty. The person has to pay a monetary penalty. How much? So the person has to pay several different penalties, several different monetary penalties. Person has to pay for the lost wages. If you hurt somebody else and because of that they can't work, you have to pay for their lost wages. A person has to pay for the amount of the embarrassment that they suffered, especially if you did something to them in public or if it leaves a wound that is embarrassing and it's visible, you have to pay for the embarrassment. A person has to pay if long-term, if the uh, uh, earning ability is lower, let's say you cause a disability and a person used to be able to earn $1,000 and now because of the way that you have left them, because of your uh, assault on them, they're only able to earn half of that. So you've got to pay all of that for all time. And finally, the Torah says, Verapo yirape. 
and the physician shall heal. You have to pay the doctor bills. Whatever the doctor bills are, whatever the medical expenses are, that is part of the expense of the penalty for the crime of assault. Says Rav Shanshul Folhersh, classic famous words, and these words are so important, especially today. Verapo yirape, and the physician shall surely heal by the insistence expressed by the double wording. The Torah uses the opportunity incidentally to oppose the erroneous idea that having recourse to medical science shows some lack of trust in God. The Talmud says, From here you see a physician has permission from the Torah to heal. The Torah takes it for granted that medical aid is used and actually demands it here. Not only here, but in all ordinary cases of illness. It might make sense for a person to say, listen, there is a God. There is a God. Whatever happens, it's part of God's plan. Somebody hits me and I get hurt. If God wants me to get better, I'll get better. God doesn't want me to get better, I won't get better. Why should I go to a doctor? Says Rav Hirsch. And this is exactly what Yaakov is teaching us in our parsha. That is wrong. That is theologically wrong. Hashem set up this world where there would be verapo yirape. A physician should have license to heal. And therefore, consulting with medical authorities is a requirement of Jewish law. And a person who does not do so is violating the principle of Ein Sonchen Alanes. We're not allowed to rely on an ace. We're required to do our Hishtadlis. We're required to put in our effort to try to make our situation better. Yes, of course, prayer is also necessary. Yes, of course, prayer is always an integral aspect. And it is ultimately God who brings about the healing. But God has set up this world so that God brings about healing through the agency of doctors and nurses and technicians and other medical experts. Every religious Jew prays for good health for themselves and others. Every religious Jew prays for the end of this pandemic. But we desperately need for every religious Jew and everyone else to learn this lesson from our Parsha, that just prayer, without our putting in our own efforts of following medical advice, is a grave religious mistake. It is not what Yaakov did, and it is not what he teaches us. Yaakov teaches us that prayer is successful when it is accompanied by the realization of Ein Somchen Alanes. I'm not allowed to rely on a miracle. I'm not allowed to rely on prayer by itself. I must do my hishtadlus. My hishtadlus, my effort, must include today following governmental regulations, wearing a mask outside, keeping our distance, staying with reduced numbers of contacts. Following these guidelines is our hishtadlus, which is a necessary ingredient in order for our prayers 
to actually be affected and heard by God. I hope it for you, I hope it for me, and I hope it for all religious Jews and others that we heed the lesson in the beginning of our Parsha. Prayer is central, but it is not sufficient by itself. It must be accompanied by our actions to bring an end to this illness and to protect ourselves and others. My friends, I want to wish you all a great day, a healthy and safe day, and I look forward to seeing all of you soon in person.